after a year of going three and nine, wins are, are something that should be cherished. But not every win is the same. Not every win means the same for a program. On today's show, I'm going to tell you three wins that would mean the most to Boston College and their fan base in 2023. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Happy Monday, everyone. We are starting to get ready for Boston College summer camp as the 2023 season is just around the corner. And you're going to want to stick with Locked On BC for all your news and analysis as we continue on towards that NIU season opener. Now, on today's show, we're going to talk about wins. Now, going into the season, Boston College has been projected by Vegas and many of the online books for five and a half wins. You know, you bet the over, they're going to be a bowl team. Under, we're talking something completely different. But going into the season, every win BC gets is obviously important. Whether it's beating a, an FCS team like Holy Cross or Maine, or beating a team like last year with top 25 NC State. Not every win, though, is built differently. Sometimes a win means more to the fans. Sometimes it means more to the program. And on today's show, I'm going to give you three games that I think wins here would be massive for the Eagles. We'll get into that. And then finally, in our last segment, I'm going to get into some uh, one little talking point about a uh, positional unit that has been completely disrespected by the media. And I'll get into that later on. Now, <clears throat> looking at the schedule, BC has the easiest schedule in the country. Uh, according to F- ESPN's FBI, FPI, they are, you know, if you look at it, they get four out of conference games against non FBS programs. They avoid Clemson. They avoid all of tobacco road. This should lead to a better season for the Eagles if they play better. And as we've said for the last six, seven months, they have to, if they don't, we're talking about something completely different and, you know, really, really looking deeply at whether Halfley will be back in 24. Let's look at wins. Let's pretend let's 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 play out some different scenarios here on today's show about as the fan for the fans. Say BC goes seven and five next year. Let's just pretend we'll set that as the baseline for this discussion. They go seven and five. That's kind of like what the baseline is for a lot of fans to say that, okay, that's an okay season given the schedule. What are some wins that would still mean a lot to this program? And I'm going to give you three. So let's start off with the first one. And that's on our screen right now. This would be the biggest win based off of difficulty that they're playing this season. And that's Florida state, Florida state going into this season is the darling of a lot of the polls. And, and rightfully so they killed it. in The transfer portal this past season, you know, they they're bringing back Jordan Travis, arguably the best quarterback in the conference. You could say Drake may one, a one B right. You're bringing back Jared Verse, arguably the best defensive end in the country. You stacked yourself up with transfers. You're, you've got things rolling finally in, um, in terms of recruiting. you got Trey Benson, who's going to be a massive running back in the ACC, a big-time problem. And some of the best wide receivers in the country with Johnny Green and Keon Coleman from Michigan State. 
This is going to be a very good team, and you get them at home early in the season. Now, Jordan Travis just said in, uh, I think it was The Athletic, just last week, that his favorite place to play is Alumni Stadium, and he gave his reasons why he likes it, is because it's quiet. And I thought that was say I thought that, I mean, if you wanted um, locker room bulletin board material, that would do it right there. But if you're a fan of BC, we had a top 25 win last year, but NC State was still a hit or miss school, right? They, they had their moments, but they also struggled at times too. What would feel better for BC than to go out in early September and ruin Florida State's chance to make the playoffs? Because you know, you know, I'm they're looking ahead to Clemson that week. I think I th- I'm pretty sure Florida State gets Clemson the week after this. They're looking ahead. Their their you know playoffs are bust. They want to win the ACC. What would be a better feeling for Boston College in their program than to not only beat a top 25 program, but beating a top 25 program that fe- that that has the um, the confidence and cockiness to think that they're you know a top five team in the country? That you know you would if that was to happen, you would imagine if you beat Florida State, you would have already beaten um, NIU and probably in Holy Cross, right? You look at three and zero. And beating a top 25 team on red bandana day again with that, like the magic that sometimes goes along with that, that would, I mean, I'm not going in any specific order and choosing what games would be the best wins, but man, I think there's a lot of Boston college fans and the program themselves that would love to beat the Seminoles. I mean, it was only what, two years, three years ago. I think it was the year before the pandemic uh, that Florida state came in and they had that, um, they had their, um, uh, coach, yeah, they just they had just fired Jimbo Fisher, and oh, not Jimbo Fisher, Willie Taggart, and they had a um their temporary coach in, and the the uh, I forget who it was, it might have been Jordan Travis, cut up Alumni Stadium to bring to their um turf uh g- cemetery or whatever the heck that thing is called. And I thought that was I, I mean BC what was what six and six that year. I thought that was a little much, but I, I think any win against the Knowles would be a huge win for the program, right? Uh, e-money bags in our comment section on, on YouTube. If you're a part of it, check it out. It says if BC beats Florida state, B- BC can play for the ACC championship. I mean, if, if, if BC starts the season off three and zero by beating Florida state, which I, guys, I don't think is going to happen, but I'm just talking it out. Right. BC, would then probably be favored against every other team on their schedule minus maybe like pit or something like that. That's how crazy a win this would be. This is, this would be a program changing win again. They're going to, I mean, if I, if I'm guessing right now, they're going to probably be like 24 point underdogs in this game. Um, I'm not a better, but I'm just saying that's probably what it'll be around. Uh, now in our second segment, I'm going to give you two more. These ones are more realistic and I'll tell you what they are and why they would be so important to Boston college. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, eBay Motors is for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part of you fits right. 
First time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Locked on BC, AJ Black. Thank you all for joining us. And for all of you everydayers, if you started to listen to Locked on BC every single day, thank you so much. We are back to five days a week. We do this every day now. So hit that subscribe button. We, we've got a month till, till the season starts. I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have predictions, all sorts of good stuff. You're going to want to make sure you subscribe to Locked on BC on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're talking about games that would feel good to win. We talked about Florida State. Obviously, that would be a crazy win for BC. It, probably the least likely win on their schedule. Another game that comes up right after Florida State is a team that if you want to talk about the love that they're getting, it, they're probably 1B in the ACC. And and I, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. And that's Louisville. Now, Louisville brought in Jeff Brom, who you know, has been like, the, I feel like he's been their coach in waiting for like 10 years now when Scott Satterfield was hired. I thought it was going to be Jeff Brown the first time. Uh, and he, he bring, he's coming back. Now, when I look at, when I look at the Cardinals, to me, it, it strikes me almost like a Colorado light. Like, you know how Colorado, like basically Deion Sanders just basically excommunicated the whole 2022 Buffalo team and then brought in a, a bajillion transfers. I, I feel like Louisville hasn't done it to that extent, but it still to me seems like there is just a ton of turnover on that team that they brought in. You know, they got their quarterback um, plumber. They've got, you know, up and down the, the you know storm duck and the secondary. They've got new guys everywhere and they're talent. I'm not going to say that they're not talented. It just to me, when you have a team that's just thrown together like that and they're all transfers from all different places, it's just a lot of variables, especially this early in the season to, to have them um, get so much hype. And I mean, the hype for Louisville has been crazy too. At least, at least Florida state's kind of earned it. They've got like the guys to do it. Louisville to me, I just saw Josh Pate who, right. Uh, who is a um, video guy for two, four, seven, this company I work for say that there are a, could be a surprise playoff team. And I almost choked. Like that's the kind of stuff that they're getting right now. So just the same in the same kind of comeuppance, I would love to see Florida state get at least Florida state kind of earned to get to the spot that they're at. I don't feel like Louisville's earned anything and I, they haven't shown a darn thing. So to get in there nice and early and show them that they're still the Louisville Cardinals would still feel really nice because I don't think they, they could absolutely turn things around. They've done a nice job on the recruiting trail, all that good stuff. I just feel like this year specifically, they're ripe for the taking that BC could, you know, they're going to head, head down to the, um, I don't even know if that is it Cardinal stadium. Now I know they changed the name. It was like Papa John's for a while, uh, but he was just, he was disgraced or whatever. They head down there, they play them It'd be tougher, but this would be another nice win for them. Any chance that Boston College gets to go in and show up a team that's getting hype for me is a good win for the program. 
when you're beating a team that's beaten you on a couple of recruiting pieces, like they're, they've got a quarterback coming in last, next year that a BC was high on and they lost to him. Also very nice. So that that's what I, I, I would put Louisville as number two. Now folks are going to be saying, why don't you put like UConn on here or, or, or Holy Cross or, or our rivals like Syracuse? Well, I was talking to Mitch Wolf about uh, about UConn, and we were both saying BC could beat UConn like ninety five to nothing this year, and it still wouldn't wash away the stink from what happened last year. Like you can, no matter what BC does to UConn, that win still just feels tainted. So I don't, I don't want to put that in there. Holy Cross, it's a win, so you don't put that in there. For me, Miami was like three B. I almost had them up there because you know, again, beating a team with a lot of preseason accolades and I hate the way they run their programs that why not I hate them I just I kind of um especially I mean if you've heard what's going on with their biggest donor right now go go google go google that Miami donor um the other big game the other big win is a bit of it'll be it's it's a personal win I think for the program and it'll be a personal win and a personal matchup for a lot of Boston College fans and that's the game against Pitt I think a lot of BC fans, and I'm sure he has it too. Phil Dracovic probably has this game circled on his schedule. He may say he doesn't, but I'm sure he does. He's, I think he's playing Notre Dame this year too. So he gets both of them, but he gets to to host the Eagles. This will showcase what we're hoping will be, you know, for a lot of Boston college fans, the chance to show that indeed the Emmett Moorhead is the, is the better quarterback at this point. Dracovic is going to have a much better team to play with this year. And the way he, pl- you know, what he does with Frank Signetti, his old offensive coordinator, again, another matchup for BC, will be interesting to see. But it's going to be that matchup, Moorhead versus Dracovic. Everyone's going to talk about that. Can Moorhead go out there against a good pit defense? And will P- BC's defense be enough to stop Dracovic? Because I-, I think with a better offensive line, Dracovic's going to be better. I think he, you're going to see a lot less of the mistakes when he's not picking himself off the turf every other play. I see a lot of folks getting hard on him, and I get it. But, like, the dude got the snot kicked out of him last year. So I think this is a chance for him to showcase that. But for BC, what would feel better for the fans, for the program, in November? Maybe even make it, you know, this is your bowl win, the win that gets you to a bowl. You go down to Heinz Field and you defeat Phil Dracovic. For me, that would be the other big feel good feel good win of the season. Now, I want you to to to, to pipe in, head into the comment sections, hit me up on Twitter, tell me which wins you think would be the best wins, and don't just tell me every win would win because our team's terrible. Whatever you you're gonna say, that's snarky. I want to I want to hear what you think would be the biggest win of the season uh, for BC. Now, in our final segment. Let's turn to disrespect. I'm going to look at one positional group for the Eagles that's been getting no respect, and I think it's kind of bogus. We'll get into why in just a moment. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Thank you all so much for listening. We're in camp mode here. Camp starts this week for the Eagles, and as an insider, I will be as many practices as I can get to. Now, just as for a reminder for folks that want to know, BC only opens camp practices for like 20, 25 minutes. And then they have their interviews after all the practice. In that minute, those 20, 25 minutes, you get to watch them stretch and do a few drills. So I, they're, it, they, they purposely kind of guard it. 
so that you don't know what's <laughs> who's winning camp battles unless the coaches tell us you know you the 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 uh scrimmages are all behind closed doors everything is guarded so I won't get a ton from that, but maybe we'll get some, we usually get some good information from the coaches and players. So be prepared for that. I will get you information and insider stuff. You're only going to find it out here on lockdown BC and on Eagle insider. Now BC never gets respect. And it's not just since Jeff Halfley or Steve Adazio or Frank Spaziani. It's it goes all the way back to Tom O'Brien. And before that, when you look at media coverage of the Eagles heading into any season, it seemed like yearly this team is always picked at the bottom of the bottom of the conference, no matter what conference it was, whether it was the Big East or the ACC. It gets worse with the ACC when all the uh, Tobacco Road uh, columnists all pick against BC. I saw I saw someone put put their AC, all ACC um, selections on, and they didn't put Donovan Azaraku because the guy they picked from NC State had eight and a half sacks in two years, which is cool because you know who had eight and a half sacks last year? Donovan Azaraku. <laughs> So that's the kind of disrespect you expect from Boston college when people just ignore things for their own, you know, because they're Southern schools. That's what they're going to go for. Right. One group that I see, I've seen get the most disrespect are the wide receivers. And in the storyline that has been played over and over and over again is they lost Zay flowers. What are they? This is a group that doesn't have any answers to losing Zay flowers. And you know what? They're right. You you lost the best wide receiver in your school's history. You're never going to be able to replace that one-to-one. But to put every single, like Athlon, I saw David Hale. I've seen um, different groups, different papers put this group at the bottom of the ACC. And I don't think that's fair. And I'll explain why. So Zay Flowers, he had about 70 catches for 11 touchdowns last year um, or 80 catches. BC had a chance to go out into the transfer portal and try to replace them. I feel like they did. And no, they didn't get Zay Flowers, but they got somebody that a lot of folks are really excited about and a guy who has proven it, Ryan O'Keefe. Now, I would put Ryan O'Keefe up against many different um, wide receiver units. I'm not going to say Florida State, but this is a guy that had 150 catches over two seasons. It's like you're not replacing Zay Flowers with potential. You're not replacing Zay Flower with a guy that, yo, he was good, but we haven't seen him play yet. You're replacing him with a guy who Halfley just said, and I've heard other announcer, uh, non-BC people, so it's not just a coach thing, say that has better speed straightaway than Zay Flowers, not side to side. Uh, you're replacing him with Zay. So Zay's gets replaced by him. And then you have guys that have shown it. Jaden Williams, Dino Tomlin, and Joseph Griffin. Joseph Griffin played hurt last year. I get it. But Jaden Williams has has some experience. Dino Tomlin, we've seen him. I don't see this unit as the worst in the ACC. You have your top-level guy. That's one thing that they're going to look at, right? You have Ryan O'Keefe. You have your potential. Like They always talk about, like, if you if you look at, like, receive like these positional groups they do say like in other units like this guy hasn't done anything yet but he has the potential to but they don't use that for bc they just say they don't have guys to do it which is i think a a great double standard that a lot of these people do but they're not giving it to a healthy joe griffin right we saw potential of what he could do last year he can do it so i think the wide receiver group of if any position i i would say bc I'm, i'm worried about this would be near the bottom Give me more like the defensive backs, 
maybe the linebacker unit in terms of concerns, but the wide receiver group, I think Daryl Wyatt did a nice job of replacing Zay flowers. And I think they've got the, the depth and talent to be really good this year. I don't think this is a group that I would be all that worried about. And that's my final thoughts on that. Now, again, we're daily again, folks. So we'll be back again tomorrow. I'm most likely going to do this in the morning every day uh, through most of August. We'll be going back to recording live at night as um, we get closer to the end of the month and into September. Uh, but make sure you subscribe and head over to Eagle Insider. If you are looking for like a comprehensive um, preview of everything, I put together an article. It's called it's right on the right hand side of the site that I've linked everything that me and Mitch have written, both free and VIP become a VIP member, cheap plug uh, about this program. So check it out. You got uh, team previews. You have positional previews. You have opponent previews. You have um, all our thoughts and, and, and interesting tidbits that we've come up with. It's all in one spot. So make sure you go there, bookmark that, check it out as much as you can and follow me on Twitter at AJ black two, four, seven. I'm the editor over there at Eagle insider. Hope you guys enjoy all the work that we do over there. Thank you all so much. I'll see y'all again tomorrow for another episode. Thanks again.